Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Hormone Reset Podcast, where today, in honor of February being Rare Disease Awareness Month, I'm going to be talking about um, the biggest transformation of my life, becoming a special needs mom. And it's dedicated to rare disease awareness. Anyone with a child born with a disability or any sort of disability at all that um, has not only transformed your mental aspect, but also your physical body as well. Um, your mental, you know, your state of mind, the way that you view the world, the way that you do things in life, that all of the, um, the, the things that I used to think that I knew before I even had kids, once I had kids, and then on top of that, having a child born with a rare disease, um, and how it was the biggest transformation of my life. Um, and the biggest transformation was that I learned how to love myself. And why is that important? That's important because that's loving yourself is the first step in starting to take care of yourself, starting to invest in your health, starting to become aware of the fact that I can't die as a special needs mom, as a mom of a child with a, a boy with autism, I cannot die. I can't leave him behind in this world where he's going to be alone and, and, and nobody else is going to take care of him the way that I do. Um, loving myself while raising a child with a disability has not been easy. Loving myself on the hardest days is a challenge. I fight through grief. I used to fight through grief. I don't, I don't anymore because I've healed myself. I've put the work in. But as I fought through the grief, I hardened myself a little bit against the world because I felt isolation creeping in. It is extremely isolating raising a child with special needs. And on top of that, I was a single mom. On top of that, I was very alone, um, not a lot of family or friends. I really... I mean, my family doesn't really speak to each other. And um, my mom, my dad, my brother, I speak to my mom the most, which we are not super close, but I have some relationship with her, but not with anybody else. So I've, I'm pretty, pretty isolated as far as family goes. And then try having friends when you have a child with a disability. It is almost impossible, non-existent. Um, I almost felt like if I did have any friends, I felt like I was living a double life because I wouldn't bring them around my son because I didn't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. So most of the time I just spent alone with my kids. Um, and it did make me feel a little bit hard. Um, I pushed people away because it was way easier than admitting I felt vulnerable. Um, I vowed to do everything, everything humanly possible to help my child. And I've grown and I've accepted and I'm no longer that person. And it took some time to get there. I 
didn't know that I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't in a mental place where I could accept that. Um, I had to let go of the story. Oh, I'm a special needs mom. Oh, I'm, you know, it's isolating. Being a special needs mom is isolating. Um, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. I had to let go of the stories because they were holding me back. I had to become the steward of my growth, my potential, and fostering my dreams. And it doesn't mean that the stories no longer exist. They still exist. But by telling the story on repeat, I was reliving my excuses to stay in the same place every single day. And so I had to do some hard things. I had to face what I was doing. And then I had to rewrite the story. I had to tell a new story. And it's all about how we speak to ourselves. Like, I am holding space for myself. I'm being kind and gentle to myself as I go into uncharted territory of healing the trauma that I've been holding on to, of the beliefs that I've been holding on to about myself and my own abilities, of being able to say, yes, I am a special needs mom. Yes, my past has been incredibly lonely growing up with an alcoholic father and my family no longer speaks to each other. I felt incredibly isolated for like 15 years after having kids, getting a divorce and raising a child, three kids, one with a special need um, and not having any friends. But that was, I did that to myself. And I had to quit telling those stories in order to move past it. I got real and I faced it. And although without those life experiences, I wouldn't be who I am today. I had to build and fine tune generating my momentum along the way. And it became easier to let my son flourish into his independence as I let go of those stories, I became a better mom. And then rather than surrounding him in a bubble held so tightly that he can make mistakes and learn to grow from the from that, from that, and to have a life experience, to live a more normal life, instead of overexposing him to being a helicopter mom and underdevelopment for him. So I'm living proof that you can rewrite your story and your belief system. And quite honestly, if you're ready to change, you have to start telling yourself a new story and quit bringing up the old story. Quit bringing up the old stuff. The old stories don't, de but don't define your future. And if you're about to talk yourself out of a transformation season and you're keeping yourself believing that you are not deserving, you need to re-listen to this podcast. <laughs> you are worthy just simply by being alive it is your birthright and in, in anything and everything that you desire in this life you're deserving of it just simply because you de desire it simply because you are alive and 
let me just tell you that going through the transformation, everybody thinks that going through a transformation is like, oh, it's so exciting. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so great. It's going to be so awesome. And um, I, I, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's painful. It's painful facing your trauma. It's painful healing. It's painful transforming. It's scary. You can't see the end. You can't see the end result when you're going through it. But quite frankly, you don't want to, because if you could see the end result of the transformation, you're, you're limiting yourself by not knowing what the end result's going to be and not worrying about what the end result's going to be. It's going to end up so much more beautiful than you could have ever imagined. It will play out so much more beautifully than if you can try to control every single moment, every single aspect of where you're going to be. You limit yourself by doing that. And, and I am a true testament to that. Because um, not only has it allowed me to shift my mindset in becoming a CEO of my own company, it has allowed me to help over 200 other women lose weight and keep it off and shift their mindset and learn healthier habits that they stick to and adapt to for life. But it has shown my son, it has shown me how to parent my son. Because I was always so hypervigilant, like, oh, don't let him hurt himself. Don't let him do this. Don't let him do that. Hyper helicoptering him to where he wasn't going to have any life experiences because I wasn't letting him out of my sight. I wasn't letting him experience things because I didn't want my baby to get hurt. Instead, I've allowed myself to release some of that in order for him to have life experiences, in order for him to have a more normal life, in order for him to figure out how he can pick himself up, dust himself off and keep going where I don't have to be there 24 seven. He's learned to um, develop relationships and friendships on his own. He has learned to become more independent because of it. And that, that was my biggest fear is I cannot die because my son may not be independent. He won't be able to be independent and live on his own and do things on his own. But now I know that although it may not be in the same timeline as my other kids, um, I know that he will be independent. I know that he can um make decisions for his life he can actually do things that i didn't know he could do and there's still things that he's learning he's only 16 and um not only is he my youngest he's also the tallest kid he's over six feet tall and um he is teaching us all what his rare disease is every single day, because there's only like, I think now up to date now, there's 25 people in the entire world diagnosed with the same rare disease he has. And I am in awe of that. And I tell him that he's a diamond 
because he's so rare, <laughs> which he loves. He loves to hear that story. He's a diamond. He shines bright like a diamond every day. And um, we can all hope to live that bravely and that freely without the fear of judgment, without the fear of the risk of the what if. And enjoy life to the fullest while doing it. And, and if there's anything that it's taught me, it's taught me that not trying to control the outcome is going to give you such a more beautiful future. And in order to love yourself, you've got to let go of your fear and you've got to let go of your own self-doubt, your belief in yourself. I mean, you've got to be able to believe in yourself in order to let go and loosen up the reins a little bit. And I think that this change for me, because there was some really dark times, there was some really hard times, especially as he became more medically involved where he, we had to go up to Phoenix, like more often to see more specialists that I felt like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. And I'm doing this all by myself. I've got to figure out how to make it work and enjoy. And, and I think it helped me to stay focused in on health and nutrition. And what I wasn't realizing that even though I had started that health and nutrition, um, I started learning how to lift weights in the gym and eating better. I was training for a bikini competition. Even then, I don't think that I was fully loving myself. I think I needed that discipline at that time. But I had to take a really hard look at And, you know, and I, and I, this is hard for me to say, even, even still, this is hard for me to say, but I had to take a look at the way that I was treating myself. I was beating myself up for things that were out of my control. And, and, and I feel like I, I, I missed out on that time, but you know, the lesson was worth it because now I understand it more and I'm able to enjoy I feel like I get more out of life. I feel like I love myself enough to trust that no matter what comes up, um, I'm not going to fall off track with my food and nutrition because I'm in a really good place. And I feel that it's somewhere I can be for, for life. And in, in being able to pass that on to other women is the best part. And, and I've really been experimenting on myself to learn how to do this in order to pass it on to other women. Um, and, and I think that's the biggest gift of all. And so I just want to leave you with that and understand that letting go is one of the best things you can do to begin to love yourself more. Let go of 
your stories that you've been telling yourself that have been holding you in this place. Let go of the belief system that has been holding you in this place. You can still have, it doesn't mean that those belief systems or those stories like didn't exist. It just means that you're letting go of them and you're telling yourself a new story of your, you know, where you're going. I hope that this helps you. Please um, be sure to send me a message if this was helpful. Leave me a five-star review if it was so that I can help more people. And I hope that you all have a beautiful day.